0: Hey y'all, welcome to Poetry for Black Girls, a conversation where we discuss poetry, healing, and everyday tips that you can incorporate into your life to make life a little less stressful. I am your host, Angelina, a licensed social worker and a black girl. Here we go. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Poetry for Black Girls. I am just now getting over a cold. Oh my gosh, that cold was so horrible. It was like COVID and I got it right before my birthday. If y'all heard the last episode, you heard how I had another guest. So it will be um, more guests on the podcast this upcoming year in 2023. By the time y'all hear this, it will be 2023. Should be January 4th, 2023. And as of right now, um, I am 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. I am seven weeks into my 90-day cleanse, and it's just so exciting to be able to say that. Um, I will say, <laughs> it's been a few times where I've thought, oh, you know what, I could just talk to this person, or I could just get on a dating app, or I could entertain this person because the people have been coming. Like, when I started my, uh, when I, my birthday was yesterday, actually on the 28th, so I'm recording this on the 29th, and when I posted my birthday pictures, of course, you know, you get people coming at the woodwork trying to find an excuse to talk to you. So there was a few people that I used to talk to. You know, they didn't give me the love I needed and wanted. They weren't able to give me anything more than a friend's or benefits. Um, They didn't truly validate me as a person. They didn't give me the love and attention that I deserved. They didn't give me the relationship I deserved, right? So these are people that I'm not beefing with. We don't have no. We're not upset with each other. There's no animosity. But the relationship did not work out, and it was actually quite toxic. And so those are people that I'm no longer talking to that I've had to tell, hey, I'm going on a 90-day cleanse. I won't be, I'll be MIA until February 6th. Well, you know, they reached out to me, and I had to decide, am I going to say thank you for the happy birthday or not? And I decided that I would say thank you. And then a couple of them were like, what's up with this 90 day cleanse? And I had to explain to them that I am taking a break from dating and I am focusing on myself and I am working on loving myself and affirming myself. And I cannot do that with the distractions of them. And so they understood. And those were ex-romantic partners. Well, y'all, with this, with these last couple of weeks of this of this ninety day cleanse of this seven seven weeks of this ninety day cleanse has showed me is that when I listen to the podcast um, Black Girls Heal and she describes a no contact uh, for ninety days, she also said toxic friendships, and I disregarded that part because I'm thinking, oh, dating right, like toxic friendships that you dated or toxic friends that you have dated that you're now friends with. I'm not even considering platonic friendships. And what I want to talk to y'all about on this episode is platonic friendships that I have noticed that are toxic. And I thought that I had gotten through this part of my life. I thought I was done (laughs) entertaining people, friendships that were no good for me. Like, I had done it before and because I had a lack of mindset, a scarcity mindset of, well, you know, I got to hang out with her because his friends are hard to come by and I could just make it work or I could just use her to go out or I could just use her to talk to about boys. Like, <clears throat> you know, you start morphing and settling. You start settling for people because they don't give you what you need. They're not, it's not a true quality friendship, but you settle for them because you think that this is all you're worth and this is all you can get. And I didn't know that I was still doing that. I knew I had done it in high school, had done it in college, and I had even broken off some friendships that felt like I was settling and that I was hanging out with them out of obligation. You know, oh, we've we've been friends for four years, I can't stop being her friend, or oh, so many people have left her life, I can't be the next person to leave her life. You know, when I finally came to the realization that I had to put that person's feelings aside and I had to focus on what was best for me. And if I was being fulfilled and if I was getting what I needed out of this friendship, I decided to release me and that person from those friendships. And if you go back and listen to the episode, Boundaries and Friendships, which I'll have that uh, linked in the show notes, I, t- I discussed a friendship that I had to end because a boundary was crossed for me. And when I decided to voice um, that the boundary was crossed, The person basically made it seem like I was the crazy one, or it was my fault, or it was something wrong with me. And that is classic narcissism, classic gaslighting, and that means when a person, gaslighting means when a person makes you feel like there's something wrong with you for having concerns. And so I felt like I had been through this before. I recognize this. i move away from these type of relationships. Like if I voice a concern to my friend and my friend tells me, oh, well, you, you waited too late to tell me that you should have said that sooner. Like no matter when I bring up a concern, it's going to be an issue because it's now, I'm now the person with the problem because I didn't bring it up in a timely manner or, um, if I bring up, you know, hey, what you said really hurt my feelings, the friend would say, "Well, you're just too sensitive," or that's how I play. You know, it's they they don't acknowledge, they don't acknowledge that what they said may have been offensive, and that they could have been inconsiderate or maybe they could have said something a different way. There's no introspection. A narcissist does not introspect. They do not. Think about their wrongs because for a narcissist, they can never be wrong. If a person has a problem with a narcissist, there must be something wrong with that person. And so there is a very low level of self-awareness. And so when I would be dealing with friends, well, I, I, I use the term friends so loosely. But when I would be dealing with people that I thought were my friends, I would bring up a concern and it, you know, it would, it would just be like, oh, there's something wrong with you. And so I quickly knew that that person was not my friend because any friend would question me and get curious about how to be a better friend, about how to better communicate with me, about a better way that they could have said things or just just kind of reflect it back or even just outright apologize for offending me if, at the bare minimum. At the bare minimum, there's an apology, But what I require in a friendship is for somebody to be self-aware and to want to grow and learn as a person and to want to communicate with people better. So that person doesn't get offended when someone says what they said offended them or maybe they shouldn't have, like maybe they didn't feel comfortable talking about a certain subject in front of someone else or at a certain time. Or anything, that person that wants to grow and be better, that friend is never offended by me saying, hey, you offended me or this hurt my feelings. That friend is curious. That friend wants to grow. That friend wants to learn. And that friend has a conversation with me. So, I I don't think that I'm a sensitive person. I say what I mean and I mean what I say. And I take it seriously. When a person insults me and they joke about it because I don't joke about, I don't joke. I don't jokingly insult people. That's not what I, that's not what I do. If I really feel like, if I feel a certain type of way about somebody, I'm going to say it just blunt, blankly. And I'm going to be honest about it and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to say it with kindness, right? Because honesty without kindness is brutality, so I won't be offend. I won't be saying things harshly to hurt somebody, but I I will just straight up just say how I feel. And so I don't do very well with sarcasm and any quote unquote friend that I have that mocks me or slights, throws slights at me, or makes comments uh about me in a negative way, and they say they're joking about it. I take that very seriously, and I listen to it because. You mean what you say. Like, every joke has a little bit of truth to it. And I honestly think this is kind of childish for people to, you know, make fun of other people and, and call it a joke. I think that that shows a lack of maturity. So that's one thing that I value in friendship. I value somebody who's going to be honest with me and somebody who's not going to make me the butt of a joke in any manner. Uh whether they're speaking sarcastically, whether they're throwing jabs wh- whatever the case may be, I don't want to be the butt of anybody's joke, and that is because I value myself. I feel like i you know am not am not something to be joked about <laughs> This is how I feel about it um and then there is a certain level of like jovialness or uh playfulness I can have with a person. But it takes for me personally to get to know them a little bit more. And for us to to have this type of relationship. And whatever we say that's jokingly, it's just going to be the honest truth. It's going to be like dead ass how we truly feel. It just may be a funny truth. You know? I don't know. I don't really know how else to explain it other than I don't play with people's emotions. (laughs) So... That is something that I've learned as I am dating friends. And I told y'all I was on Bumblebee at 5th and I was getting to know different people and it's been a great experience, but it's started to make me reflect on the fact that I have toxic friendships. And when I say a toxic friendship, I mean, it is somebody that throws slights at me, somebody that um, invalidates my feelings. So those two, those two examples that I gave y'all, someone who I may mention something bothered me or I don't like a certain thing and they make me the problem or someone who, um, doesn't take what I say seriously. Like I may make a concern of, I'll give y'all an example. I had a friend where I was going through a breakup and I wanted I wanted that friend to be there for me. And instead of um deciding to hang out with me while I was being emotional, that friend was like, hold on real quick, I'm about to go basically have sex with this girl. Like he had just met her. And I'm like, okay. And so I mean that's that's his prerogative, that's his right. But my thing is like he totally blew me off. He he never came back. Like I was supposed to meet him at his apartment. And we were supposed to discuss, you know, the breakup I was going through because I really needed him. And he was like, he just took hours. And so I just drove home because I'm like, I'm not about to just sit around and wait for you. And it was it wasn't that he told me that he was about to be right back while I was on my way there. I had already gotten there. We had already made plans. And then he changed his plans to do something else before we hung out after I had gotten there. Which to me is inconsiderate of my feelings, and it's like, okay, you can, you can, you know, be a person that does that. You could possibly be inconsiderate of my feelings, but when I bring it up to you, I would like for you to acknowledge that you were inconsiderate and that you would do better. It's just really that simple. Like I'm not saying that my friends can't have flaws or they're uh, they have to be perfect. I'm just saying if there's any. Time where we have some sort of conflict, I just want my friend to be accountable and aware. So, but that's bare minimum too. Like, that's that the bar is very low with just accountability, y'all. Like, and I noticed that I was accepting the bare minimum because I would have friends that would be accountable, but it would be other things that were missing in the friendship. Like, I wouldn't feel heard or validated, or I didn't feel respected, like they respected my time, or they didn't really value what I wanted to do. It was always what they wanted to do first, right? So, like, I didn't really take seriously what I wanted in a friendship because I was so focused on relationships, but it's so crazy because now their relationships are moved off the table, and I'm trying to build my community I'm like, oh, this is what I want in a friend, and I'm not getting that here. So I decided to remove a couple of friends. Um, While I'm on this seven, now I've reached seven weeks, I've decided there are some friends that I'm seeing that are toxic, meaning I feel invalidated, meaning I feel put last. I feel like I'm being put on a back burner. I don't feel like there's open communication. I don't feel like I could come to them if I need anything. I don't feel like they value the friendship, you know, for whatever reason. And I feel like I'm just using them to get some type of affirmation or attention when I can. And I was settling for that because I had the mindset of lack, and scarcity, which I said at the beginning of this episode, oh, I was done with that. I don't have that mindset anymore. Yes, I do. Because I was, I'm was. i settling for people. It's like, well, as long as they ain't outright disrespecting me, and as long as they there sometimes, I guess they're a good friend. And so I've been able to, like, have that mental clarity to really reevaluate that. But it took a friend, like outright disrespected me for me to realize that I had been settling in friendships. So I had hung out. I had met this girl and we had been talking on the phone like every day. And it's cool when you can do that and it's a mutual exchange and you feel like you're benefiting or you're able to release and the conversation like fills you up and it rejuvenates you. But it's not cool when you're being used as a free therapist and a person is dumping. And I've had that happen to me before, and I have a hundred percent settled for that behavior because I felt like, well, she lets me talk sometimes. <laughs> I get to I get to say I get to update her on what's going on with me sometimes. But I have to ask myself Is she asking about what's going on or are you? volunteering information is she actively following you know your stories or do you have to remind her every time of what's going on in your life and did you did she even ask like hey do you have the mental space to hear my issues today or does she just dump on you and is every time y'all talk is that her time to clear her mind and dump and, and express to you how she feels or do y'all actually get to talk about something that both of, your, both of you are interested in and that benefits and feels both of you, you know? And so if those answers are leaning more towards, they benefit the other person, that's not a friendship. And that's what I had just recently settled for. And so I, that's already a sign that a person is using you or they don't value you. Right, if you're if you're being treated like that, that person is already showing you they don't use you, or they don't value you, and that should have been enough for me. But I just had to see it through. <laughs> I just had to have this person just outright tell me I don't give a fuck about you for me to for me to see it. So um, this person basically uh, continued on with this behavior of making everything about her and only speaking about herself and only worried about herself so much so to where she made a comment about um women that have dated women before and like grouped all of us in a category and said we all feel like everybody likes us like we kind of have this complex of everybody likes me and I initially got offended, and I went back to my trauma response, which is to just leave. Like, I got upset. I got angry. I went back and forth with her, um, arguing that you shouldn't stereotype people or generalize them or put one character trait on a whole group of people. Um, And I got upset. Like, I really did get upset. And that's when I realized, oh, I still got some work to do because... I haven't gotten that upset and wanted to, like, physically get up and leave so bad before. And so that taught me, like, that physical response in my body, that heat I felt in my body, that was proof that I'm being disrespected or somebody doesn't value me. And so when I, when I just initially gave her the opportunity to recant her statement or to at least address um, that the statement was a stereotype and it was unfair to people, Her response was, are you offended? Are you mad? I said what I said, basically. And so I think it was the, I wasn't upset with the statement initially. I just, you know, mentioned that it wasn't okay to say. And then when I was met with, that's your problem, right? When I was met with the narcissism, when I was met with the love, not the love bombing, when I was met with the gaslighting it was that's what pissed me off that's what made me upset and that's when I knew not only am I being disrespected not only is this not a friend but this is triggering me which means I have some trauma that I still have to work through (laughs) and I thought I had done it like I really did I thought I thought I was I thought I was past that so it's exciting to learn that about me. You know, I didn't get so upset to where I want to fight because y'all, I'm I'm a fighter. I'm not gonna lie. I have been that person. Like meet me outside. I I wasn't her. Um, I was a lot more mature, and just kind of left the situation. But I knew that my self esteem wasn't there. Because I continued to be this person's friend after that, and she never acknowledged that what she said was wrong, she apologized for offending me, but it it she still stood on the fact that all women that have ever dated a woman is so fe- is so full of themselves that they think everybody likes them, you know, so she still felt this way about me and did not care that it bothered me. And it's like, that's fine if you feel that way. But the fact that I continue to be friends with somebody that felt that way about me is the problem. Like, it's, there's no problem with her, like, at all. She's she great where she is. It's obviously working for her. The problem I see is with myself because I accepted that behavior. I still hung around this person. And it was only one more time that we hung out. And in that encounter, I just was so turned off. Like, I just kept seeing narcissistic traits, and I kept feeling unheard and unvalued. And it took for me to be triggered that one good time for the rose-covered glasses to be pulled off and for me to notice that I wasn't being treated fairly in this relationship. And that is what this 90-day cleanse is doing for me. That is what it's doing, y'all. This is a whole freaking detox because I'm getting more clear on stuff a lot faster. And I'm developing a taste for a more quality relationship with people. Like, I literally was disgusted by even, you know, receiving any more of that behavior. So that's how I knew that I'm growing and I'm developing. And that's how I knew this was working. Because since i've been able to pour into myself since i've been able to just enjoy my own company and not have to settle for the invalidation i mean settle for the validation or affirmation i have to receive at the expense of my own happiness just to feel like somebody likes me to feel like somebody values me you know because i haven't had to give up parts of myself to just feel loved or feel like somebody likes me, I I have a lot more of me. Like the value went up, the price went up. And so I just really started looking at other friendships and I started realizing what I was not getting. And so, I mean, I don't know if this will help y'all, but what I decided I, I have to have in a friendship, my non-negotiables are somebody who is accountable and self-aware like i started at first my 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 list was well what this person does for me no my friend has to be a person within themselves like they have to have certain qualities within themselves because a person that is accountable and self-aware does not gaslight me a person is working on themselves and that's working on healing does not have to tear other people down. And if they do, they quickly learn from it and realize that that is a trauma response to a behavior that they have received and they're able to work through it. So that's just a quality that I learned that I have to have in a friend. And I also want to feel happy. I want to feel rejuvenated. I want to feel filled up after I talked to this person. I want to feel like I got so much of what I needed out of this conversation that I left here feeling better than when I came. Like Anybody in your life that's not making you feel full and that's not bringing happiness and joy to you, what are you doing? Why are you here? I guess <laughs> like it's just an energy vampire. And I am done with being everything for my friend. No, what is my friend for me? And that's just where I am. Not not to say I'm sucking up energy from people and I'm trauma dumping and, you know, I'm dumping on people. No, like I want me and my friend to leave each other feeling like that was good. Like that was good. Like we related. We were on the same page about a lot of stuff. We built each other up. Like we hyped each other up. We are happy for each other. We want to see each other win. We're trying to figure out how we can solve problems together. You know, I I don't have that. Like, I'm not really seeing that in any of my day-to-day friendships. So I am meeting other people. I'm really happy about that. And I'm definitely trying to keep that relationship with people that I felt like have filled me up in the past. I'm trying to make sure that I keep in contact with them because I do want to continue to cultivate the healthy friendships that I have. And I want to build new friendships because I want my community to be so strong that I am just filled with people that love themselves and that love me. Like, that's the goal. And guess what? If that's one or two, that's okay. Like, it don't have to be a whole army. But... The fact that it's anybody, you know, anybody in my circle that I feel that way about, that's a win. That's a win. So, this is a seven-week update. <laughs> We're not only cutting off toxic relationships and exes. we also cutting off toxic friendships. Like, ain't nobody safe. Ain't nobody safe. If it's not building you and making you happy, it's dead. It's killing you. And it's dead. <laughs> so I hope y'all enjoyed my story time. Um, and I know this episode was a little bit longer, but I just really had to express that, get that off my chest. I'm excited to see what the next, what, six weeks bring of this 90 day cleanse. I'm so excited. I'm excited to share it with y'all. And let me know. Like I said, connect with me on Instagram. You can always leave a comment under the episode on Spotify. I'm just excited to hear about your experience as well. But I'll talk to y'all in another episode of Poetry for Black Girls. Bye. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please like it on whatever platform that you listen to this podcast leave a comment, and share the podcast on social media platforms using the hashtag Poetry for Black Girls. I'll talk to y'all on another episode of Poetry for Black Girls. Bye!